You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. From a sure thing in Ryan Ellis to hoping with Risto and Martin Jones, Chuck has definitely changed the dynamic of this team over the past couple weeks. But was it for the best? I don't know. Maybe. Join the boys as we discuss this week's episode on the Three Pigeons Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and I'm going to call right now. The NHL, I don't think, has like a true award for this, but Martin Jones, Comeback Player of the Year, 2021-2022. Uh, not the Masterson, not, not that award that they give to whoever's like sick and comes back and is a hero, like like Oscar. They need another one. They just need Comeback Player of the Year. Just to, The NFL has one. That's what that, that award was supposed to be. And then... Yeah, now it's just become whoever has a horrible, tragic illness, yeah. Yeah. which, hey, I mean, God bless, but they should make another one. They just leave that one as is. But yeah, he's going to win it if that was a thing. Bold. Yeah, I love Mike's reaction to when Joe said that. But uh, I'm Matt Arenick <laughs> and not going to lie, Chuck had me in the first half with a couple of those trades. No, but I'm just kidding. Despite not liking two-thirds of the free agent signings, I honestly don't care. So that's my current stance. Yeah, uh, Mike Zawissa and uh, much like my, my two co-hosts here, I am both thrilled and upset about these signings i'm i'm all in but i'm also prepared to uh to be hurt again i am right yeah what is that uh the old office quote he's like i have no question about it i am ready to get hurt again <laughs> yeah. that's where i'm at right now i am uh, michael scott looking for love but before we get into all that kind of fun stuff um just a quick word from our sponsor you guys have heard us uh, talk about DraftKings all the time the leader in daily fantasy sports now, Payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Uh, draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Well, gentlemen, uh, I don't think this pod is going to run too long, but let's really get into it. There's a lot of news, a lot of news to get to. Um, last time we were on, boys, we were wondering... You know, who the Flyers might lose in the expansion draft, I think I was kicking around that, hey, look at Chuck's done. He's, he's basically forced them to take JVR or, or Jake. And uh, nope, Car- Carson Twinsky, that's that's who's gone. Twinsky's gone, taken by Seattle. He's reunited with Dave Haxtell. Um, the Flyers, you know, continue to make other moves, though, at the entry draft and with a big trade. So let's start with uh, – let's – Real quick, just run through Seattle's expansion draft. What did you guys think? Um, I'll read over the roster just real quick. Um, they signed Jaden Schwartz, which is, I think that's a pretty good get. Uh, Yanni Gord from Tampa, Jordan Eberle, uh, Jared McCann, Alexander Wenberg, uh, Jonas Donskoy, uh, Carly Yonkrook, uh, Colin Blackwell, Brandon Tanev, Morgan Geeky, Mason Appleton, and Nathan Bastian. 
Those are the forwards. Um, defense, Mark Giordano, Adam Larson, Jamie Alexiak, Carson, is it Susie? I don't know how to say his mm-hmm. last name, Sousey. Uh Hayden Fleury, Jeremy Lazan from the Bruins. And in goal, they signed Philip Grubauer away from Colorado, and they got Chris Drieger from Florida. Um, I think the defense and the goalies are both pretty good, but forwards, I don't know where they're going to get a lot of goals from. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. What do you guys think? Might be the worst roster in hockey right now. To be worse honest. than Buffalo's? I mean, Buffalo has Jack Eichel on it still. <laughs> they, yeah, they said that they're, okay. they're going worst, into the season with them. So. Yeah, on, on paper. Yeah. Yeah. On paper, it's the worst roster in Correct. the Correct. Well, especially from just the draft, right? Like, yeah. if it wasn't for the Wenberg, um, Schwartz, and Grubauer, Grubauer signings, like, and they even said it, they – he pretty much said, oh, teams weren't willing to make the same mistakes there they made last time. It's mm-hmm. like, well, if you if your entire plan was to go in and assume that every team would make the same mistakes they made when they have something to, um, what's it called? Like something to look back on that's relatively recent, then like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it seems weird that like, if you're Ron Francis and your entire, the entire way you're treating this expansion draft is the way that it went in Vegas, why, like, when you stop getting calls or, you know, you still haven't made your first deal and you're a day away from the draft or two days away from the draft, doesn't that, like, send alarm bells? Like, oh, maybe we got to rethink, rethink the strategy here. Like, maybe we can approach this from a different angle because... They, they just missed out on so much value and like yeah, just that uh, was it that Washington deal? That's yeah, the one they that just traded Vanacek back. Yeah, so they they took Vanacek, and then they they could have what was it? Brendan Dillon was the one that mm-hmm. got traded from the Caps to Winnipeg. So essentially, they could have taken they could have taken Brendan Dillon, traded him to Winnipeg for the two seconds that that Washington got, and then and you just would have had that's just better asset management. Yeah, they didn't have to, like, I understand not wanting to use their cap space to, like, potentially buckle themselves, like, in terms of just eating cap space to make other teams, to help other teams with deals. I get that, but they could have at least taken the players that were available and then gotten returns back from them. Like, it it, it just baffled me. I mean, I, I, I really don't have much to say other than that because... I mean, it looks like there was a, a big analytical influence in the way they drafted their team, which is fine. I mean, they drafted a lot of analytically solid players, but it, I mean, unless their goal is to have the best bottom six in the NHL playing in their top six, I, I really Islanders. don't. I really don't Islanders know. have the best bottom six, right? Or no, best fourth line. Sorry, forgive me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe they're maybe they're pocketed some some other moves. I mean, listen, Yanni Gord is really good. Um, but I don't he's, know if he's, he's a first-line center. Yeah, I don't know if he's a first-line yeah. center. I don't think he projects there. Jordan Eberle is a good second-line player. I mean, he could probably play up on a first-line, shoot first player. Jane Schwartz is really good. But the rest of these guys, like you said, I mean, on, on most teams, they're bottom six players. So, I don't know. Maybe they got more moves that they're looking to make or thought they could make. Or maybe just Ron Francis just I, – I don't know. Maybe he butchered this. I have no clue. I guess time's going to tell. Um, either way, if you're Seattle, though, I mean, 
you can always just be like, oh, well, this was the, if, you know, if this was their plan, they think they're going to be good like this and it doesn't work out. They can always just fall back like, oh, well, you know, this was the goal all along was to, you know, we're, we're, we're going to put out a pretty good product and we're going to try to get good, gra- good draft picks. Because who's the guy coming out next year? People are already talking about him. Christ. Is it, no, it, is it Connor Bernard? No. No. So Owen Power this year was the first pick. Who the hell is the guy next year? Shane Wright? Yeah. You know I mean? Shane Wright. So, yeah, the Shane Wright draft. Yeah, so, you know, they could always just fall back and be like, you know, this was the whole plan all along was to uh, was to get Shane Wright, try and, try and get Shane Wright. So, who knows? Um, but pretty interesting. I was laughing really hard when they took Torensky just because I was like, man, look what Chuck did. He, he really pigeonholed Ron Francis here. He's going to have to take one of the big contracts. And he's like, no, I'm just going to take one of the guys that makes nothing. Um, and they ended up doing that with hear, every team. I would love to hear, like, that discussion go down when they're like, yeah, yeah, we're – we're taking this guy. Dave Haxel's just like, do not take a single player from that fucking team. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about taking certain players. He's like, oh, no, can't take that guy. <laughs> hates me. Absolutely hates yeah. me. Uh, we'll see. There was a lot of talk, too, about, you know, oh, they're going to take uh, Tarasenko, and then the Flyers are going to trade with Seattle, and it's a four, <laughs> four-way deal. And none of that ever happened either. Um I will say I was a little surprised Group Hour left um, Colorado, but hey, man, got to chase that check. I understand. Um, that's kind of it, though. I mean, Jaden Schwartz decided to sign there. Leaves St. Louis. Yeah, Venberg was – he's a pretty good player. Again, I think he's more like a 3C, but they have him going to be, you know – I think he projects more of a 1C than Yanni Gord, but I guess we'll see. Again, maybe there's more moves they're making. Maybe Ron Francis isn't done yet, but – some of those are a little, little head scratching, um, but yeah. Anything else, boys? Before uh, do you guys want to just jump into the flyers? Now we can talk about the uh, the moves that Chuck made and kind of talk about roster construction a little. Yeah. How? What did we? Did we cover Atkinson last week? I can't remember. Everything happened in such a flurry. I think we did, right? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. wait, when did, what day did the trade go down? That went down Saturday, the day of the draft. Yes, yeah. The second so day of the we draft. We talked about, yeah, we talked about risk the line and we talked about uh, the Jake trade. So, yes, yeah, we yeah. talked about all that. What we didn't talk about is the free agent sign. Yeah, let's um, let's wrap up those three guys or yeah. whoever yeah. it was, however many it was, and then we, we can get into the, to the roster a little bit. So, yeah, yeah um, I mean, we still are waiting on Carter Hart to sign. We are still waiting on Travis Sanheim to sign. News today is that the Flyers elected to take Sanheim to arbitration. Um, in this case, because the club elected it, the player decides how long the term is, either one or two years. Um, I, I'm not really worried about this. If they take him to two years, I know it walks him right to free agency. But, hey, I mean, if, if things are going well, you can always negotiate with him you know, as that second year is starting to come to an end, if things are well, things are going well, I should say, and he wants to stay here, I'm not worried about them trying to iron that out. I think they'll be able to do it. Carter Hart, I'm just, I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe they were, I think Elliot Freeman said they were talking to him before, um, before this season, um, and then the season he had, I don't know if they're still talking long-term, or if, if I'm Carter, I, I want to sign like a two, three-year deal. I mean, that's what I want to do. Give me a three-year deal at you know three million or whatever it is, two and a half million, and let me kind of get my bearings back. But other than that, um, they went out and they signed Keith Yandel, um, the pretty much a, a league 
veteran minimum contract. Um, they signed Martin Jones as the backup, which I think all of us were pretty surprised. Um, after you know three years in a row of sub 900 save percentage, that's a pretty big reclamation project, if you ask me. Um, but hey, I got him as comeback player of the year. So what am I saying? <laughs> and then um, went in and brought back a familiar bearded face, uh, our old uh, friend Nate Thompson. Tomer is funniest uh, thing in the world. He is back, baby. And uh, I like what Chuck said. Um, he basically all but said, like in his press conference, like, yeah, we're going to have to go out and get like a Nate Thompson type anyway at the yeah. deadline. So I might as well just get it done now. Which <laughs> um, the idea hey. that they'd have to go out and get a Nate Thompson guy worries me a little bit but at the same time that's hey, classic nhl yeah that's thought like process right expected. there two yeah. two pretty good pk killers now though with atkinson mm-hmm. and, and tomer i mean those guys are can really can really kill hopefully kevin hayes you know kind of gets back to his normal self i mean for 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 health i don't want to say for fuck's sake i just did anyway <laughs> they they've got you know his best friends are all on the team now right i yeah. mean hey uh, uh, hayes is best friend in the entire world other than johnny hockey he's pretty sure it's yandel so he's got his best friend in the entire world there he was instrumental in yandel coming here for sure i mean there's no way he wasn't um so i'm expecting a much more upbeat kevin hayes a much more improved kevin hayes but um out of those three guys signing um who do which one were you kind of most excited for i guess or most taken aback by you guys can choose Oh, I love that Nate Thompson's back in orange and black. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, gonna be your thing. Do you, remember do you that think old... he's going to be like 4C for like 60-plus games this year? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I genuinely think that he's going to be the fourth-line center to start and end the year. Um, there might be some battling in between there. but um, And look, I mean, Nate Thompson had a good year last year with Winnipeg. Yeah, statistically, right? Yeah. He was better. He... It it was brutal. His last tenure here was obviously brutal. It ended terribly because the team, like he he just was getting too much of a role against the Islanders, and part of that is because other guys throughout the lineup were just not performing. Like Nate Thompson playing a lot of minutes in your, every night feels much worse when Travis Konechny is not scoring and stuff like that. So I think hopefully that won't be as big an issue. Um, I mean, Nate Thompson is a fine fourth line setter, but I mean, he's he. I think he's gonna start the year in the the doghouse with the fans at least. I mean, I'm not excited he's back, but I also don't have I don't have a I really don't have that bigger problem with it. We saw Nolan Patrick play the entire year last season and score two goals, and we all coming into the year thought that he was going to be the biggest improvement over like having Nate Thompson and. That wasn't the case. I think I would have banked on Nate Thompson to have at least four goals. So, but yeah, I think the the one though, in all seriousness, that I'm really, I mean, excited for is Keith Yandel. I feel like the Flyers have been linked to him ever since he was in Arizona. Yeah. Um, and even if he doesn't have a whole lot left in the tank in terms of his, you know, actual high end parts of his game, I think he could actually be a pretty good partner for um, Braun on that yeah, third thir- pair. 13 to 15 minutes a night for those two. And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest takeaway from all these signings. It's a really slots people where they should be. I mean, yeah. the alternative at 4C is Bunny, right? And, yeah. like, he doesn't provide any offense whatsoever, but he was a good skater and he played well. Seemingly, it was a small sample size, but he played good defensively, 
um, good position, like positioning wise. So, I mean, you're not really seeing an upgrade one way or the other, I think, in terms of Thompson has experience, I guess you want to say, right? And I mean, Farabee was pumped that he's back, so that's a a locker room shift as well. Um, I think that's the biggest takeaway from all of these, right? Is like Thompson comes back, Yandel, along with all the other trades we made, all were people that were assistant captain on their relevant teams. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're going to have a completely different dynamic. Like I said, people slot in a lot better now. I'll kind of give you an idea of what the the lineup may look like. Lines, obviously, are going to change, but, I mean, the, the top nine's pretty much, in my opinion, solidified. You have like you have Drew with Couturier, Atkinson, Therabee Hayes, Konechny, JVR, Morgan Frost at three C, which is probably the biggest question mark. Lawton on the wing as well, and then Lindblom, Thompson, and Nick Abe Bell on the fourth line, and then you have Provielis, Sandheim, Risto, Yandel, Braun, Hart, Jones. So I mean, the one thing I, the trade off with the Yandel signing is that cam york likely outside of a couple injuries doesn't see playing time this year which might not be the worst thing for his development especially because it's only a one-year deal with yandel but i think to mike's point the the biggest the other biggest question mark in that lineup is heart right like what kind mm-hmm. what carter heart do we see and the fact that you signed as joe called it a reclamation project when you needed something to solidify that goaltending position. It's just one too many, as Joe said in the intro, hoping scenarios where it's like, hey, you know, I know they've been bad for the last X number of years, but a new environment, we believe they'll be much better. It's like, it's like, okay, like they happen every now and again, but once you're getting into two, three, hoping they are good again scenarios in a roster, it's, where I draw the line. Go ahead. Yeah. Mike. I, I think that I think for me the Carter Hart and Jones stuff, like I would have preferred a better backup to Hart. Um but the one thing at the very least the one thing you get in Jones is a guy who is used to playing a lot of starts. I mean he he was starting in his you know in his prime with the Sharks, or when he was he was really good there, he was starting 60-plus games a season. So um, he's at least durable. Um, you're not going to be putting a goalie who's like 85% in the net like, like Elliot was a lot of times, or, you know, Elliot can't go, and then you've got to call up Alex Lyon, uh, who, by the way, moved on as well. So we'll, we'll miss AHL goalie right, Alex he, Lyon. Yeah. He just didn't get a fair shot, Mike. No. Uh, but then, yeah, he, I don't know what you guys should have said about. He played; he was enormous in that. He was always <laughs> positionally super sound yeah. on top of his crease. Yep. Um, but I think with Hart, yeah, that's obviously the biggest biggest question. And they don't even need him to be like a superstar level this year. They just need him to be league average. And the team, I think, is probably good. And I, I do think that the construction of the roster will help him a lot too, and Jones as well. I mean, up and down, it's more. Even if you have a question in Risto, you know, is he worth the first round pick or something like that? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But is he better on a middle pair than Robert Haig or Phil Myers was last year? Probably. Uh, And then at 3C, yeah, that's a question mark too. Matt was right. Um, 
I personally don't think Morgan Frost will be the third line center. I think we'll probably Lawton. see. Yeah, I think we'll see Lawton there, and then I think we'll see Wade Allison on that wing. Possibly that would be my guess, um, because I think the team really liked him at the end of the year. And then yeah, I would also I would not be shocked if they go um, Cam Atkinson on that top line with Coots and G like we have it, but just to show off kind of like the new toy, you know, it's Atkinson yeah. was a big pickup and you want to showcase him with your best players. But I could also see him playing with Hayes uh, and Faraby because they're both, they're all Boston guys. Um, I think, yeah, I think even, I think Cam said he knows Hayes or he's trained with him yeah, in the they, past they played too, together so. in BC. So there you go. BC. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. I, there are a lot of questions. Matt's right. Um, but I think, there are questions that at least excite me a little bit. Yeah, like, exactly. There are questions I want answers to. They're exactly. not questions I'm dreading the answer to. I, exactly. I'm excited to learn the answer. Like, is Cam Atkinson good enough to be a top six forward on this team? Probably. He would, did yeah. it in Columbus his whole career. Is he good enough to help the penalty kill and the locker room and all of that? Yeah, probably. I'm excited to see how he pans out. Scott Lawton and Morgan Frost, are they good enough to be third-line centers? I think Scott Lawton is. I think he proved it the last couple of years. Um can Morgan Frost maybe give him a run for his money? I don't know. I'd love to see it. And then, you know, on the defense and in goal, Rasmus frees the line and is obviously a big question. Is Buffalo that toxic of an environment to play in? And judging by what came out about Jack Eichel and his, you know, from his family and his agent the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And given the fact that, you know, how many other players? Ryan O'Reilly wanted to stop playing hockey because yeah. it was so he altogether said he was he's and what was it? Saboka that got traded there, and he had like he, elected he refused to, to play. Yeah, he's like, I'm not yeah. going. So, so I would love to see, you know, a, a bigger Robert Haig with more upside. You know, find his footing on this team than watching Robert Haig every night. You know, yeah. I, I would love that. So, there's there's a lot of questions, but I don't think they're necessarily. I don't know what Rasmus Reese the line, and let's say he plays as bad as he does in Buffalo. On the second pairing, is that enough to tank the team? Probably not. Is it no. enough to tank Carter Hart? Mm, no more than it tanked Robert Hay or no more than Robert Hay tanked him or anything like that. It's hard for one defenseman specifically to have that sort of impact. Unless you're Eric Gustafson. Yeah. He single handedly yeah. tanked Carter Hart. Yeah. I mean and you, Brian Elliott for that. When matter. you when you give pucks over like at the line and or in front it, of the crease, in front of the crease. Your man. Yeah. So yeah. I, again though, I'm I'm excited for I just, like I said, these new names. Cam Atkinson, I think, is going to be a really fun player to watch. I think Ryan Ellis is going to be... He keeps... People just keep forgetting that that move was made, I guess. Because that was the first one. That was, was the first, first domino. One. So. Yeah. And I I just think that, that that's going to be... That's going to be fun to see him as your number one blue liner on the back end. You know, I yeah. know there's a debate whether or not he's good enough to be... The number one guy on the back end, and I'm excited to see if he if he can. And you know what? The way I'm going into the season, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but it's okay. If... Ramble along, ramble along. Sorry, <laughs> nice. That's my band. Uh, if the team is better, and there's a lot of things to say that they should be better, and they're fun to watch this year, like they were a couple years ago, like I'm in. I don't care if Rasmus yeah. Reese the line in. You know, I won't be annoyed that a guy that I said in the past is one of the worst defensemen in the league is on a good team. I won't care. Like, I'll be happy the team's good. If the team's bad, then hopefully we finally see a true 
sort of takedown to true true uh you know rebuild or 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 starting over at least so i i don't know i it's it's flyers hockey they got me back in they were spicy this summer even if it wasn't tarasenko they're still spicy no they were spicy my friend and that for for everybody's listening, they're like, "Where the hell did Matt go?" He had a, he had a run. He uh, he's got a family commitment he's got to get to. So he, he, we're happy to have him for the few the, the few and shining moments that we did. But he hopped off, so it's just gonna be Mike and I driving the bus the rest of the way. But um, I'm really excited. Honestly, I don't hate the Nate Thompson bringing him back as Mm-mm. long as he doesn't get played as much as he used to. I remember that you know the Montreal series we were talking about, like. He was playing more minutes to fuck Claude Giroux at the end of the game. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff just can't happen. Yeah, and I think that's, um, yeah, I got to think Alain Vigneault has, has, has done his homework and he's kind of figured that stuff out again. I, at least I hope he has. Um, but other than that, I agree with you. I don't think Morgan Frost is probably three C. I think it's going to be lots, and I think Frost um, is probably going to slowly work his way into the lineup, probably at wing, and then maybe he plays a little bit of center. With mm-hmm. Nate Thompson, maybe the two of them kind of alternate. I do think Wade Allison gets a real long look at camp because um, he impressed. Um, he had some nice goals, high motor. Um, I think him and Kim Atkinson are probably a lot of parallels between the two of them. They're not gigantic guys, but they play with a really high motor. Um, they're shoot first players, which is, you know, this team desperately needs. We have, we have a lot of passers. We need more people who want to put the puck in the back of the net. So excited to see what, what Cam brings. Um, Martin Jones, I mean, listen, it's a long shot. I mean, but long shots can pay off big. So who knows? He's reunited with Kim Dollabaugh, who's his coach in, in L.A., and he had some really good years in L.A. He was a good goalie back then. So not impossible. Um, Keith Yandel, like you said, Mike, I don't want to harp on it too long, but, I mean, he's been linked to the Flyers since time in memoriam. So, like, <laughs> he, it's just, he was b- destined to become here, to come here and become a Flyer. So is Johnny Hockey. I mean, we'll talk about that another time, but. I mean, he's, he's another guy that's, like, always been linked to the Flyers. So, excited to see what he can bring. It, you know, like like Mike, uh, like Matt said, 12 minutes a night, runs the power play, 13 minutes a night. I think he can still bring that with some gusto. Um, who else am I forgetting? Do you think uh, Do you think Ellis or Yandel gets top power play? Pro- oh, probably Yandel to start. But um, I think – I just think he, he's a he, – he's – I don't know. Who knows? Could be Ellis. I know I have everything I heard from Ellis. He's got a bomb of a shot. So who knows? Whoever gets puck on net more. That's what I'd like. Whoever actually gets the puck on the net or is a better passer. I've heard Ellis is a fantastic passer, but I don't know if that's more passing from his zone out, just kind of exit passes, or if it's more, you know, closer quarter passing. I think I think Yandel's probably better. At I would that probably point. go. I would probably go Yandel on power play one. Because you have, you'll have Giroux and Couturier on that one most likely. So you've got a lot of, you know, structured defensive players too. Yeah. Um, and then I think I would go, and Yandel might bring you. I'm not saying he has as much, you know, physically in the tank as Ghost did or anything, but he probably gives you more of those creative plays for sure. On the blue line, and then I think I would go Ellis and Sanheim or Ellis and Provorov on the second unit. Give it, you know, let them, because Giroux's the quarterback. Of the, of the first power play, they pretty need to much, get, yeah. yeah. They need to Just get on back the half to him instead, yeah. of the, instead of the point. They need to get back to letting him control that, and then that way Ryan Ellis can run the second one um, from the actual point. So that's that's how I would go with it. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, there's a lot of people that don't love Provorov working that power play <laughs> at all. So um, we'll see. He, he, I understand why. I mean, watching him, it was really frustrating at, at points last year, just watching him fumble the puck around. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, and one guy that, you know, we haven't said his name in a long time, um, Travis Konechny. I'm excited to see what TK yeah. brings, man. He's he's got to have a hell of a bounce back year. He's going to be a father. I know that's a it's a it's a big year for him personally and professionally, but he is really got to bring it. So um, this team, just to kind of start to wrapping up here, um, I, I I think like who I don't know if it was you or Matt that said like you're not really sure. I think it was Matt that said it before he hopped off. He wasn't really sure what this team's going to look like. I don't know either. But I'm excited to find out. Um, I think there's a lot of intangibles. You know, we mentioned there's a lot of people who wore A's on their jerseys. A lot of intangibles. And I think this locker room honestly might have needed that. It just needed some other voices to come in. We've talked about it all season and just kind of challenge the status quo. And Ryan Ellis is definitely going to do that. I think Kim Atkinson, Kim Atkinson's going to do that. Um, Yandel, I mean, he's, he's going to be good for the room just in terms of, of keeping it loose because you can't be like that all the time. So. We'll see. Um, and the one thing I wanted to end on, Chuck Fletcher, I think in his presser after signing the free agents, he had a good point. He's like, hey, this is the first time in like three years we're going to play a full 82-game yeah. season. So, you know, they added, they went out here and they added a lot of depth. I mean, that Nate Thompson signing, we joked about it at the start of the pod, but he outright said, he's like, we were going to have to go and get somebody like this anyway at the midway point, so might as well just get him now. Um and I agree with that. You know what? Might, might as well get him now. You don't have to trade anything for him. It's a small signing. It's not going to break the bank. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of depth on this team. Martin Jones, like you said, can be trusted to play a good amount of games. He's not going to, you know, as much as we love Moose, if you ask Moose to play five games in a row, all of a sudden his save percentage, you know, falls off a cliff after the third game because he just can't do it anymore. So um, you need depth for, for a year like this. And I think they did a pretty good job addressing it. Um you go out and sign Keith Yandel. Did you need Keith Yandel? Probably not, but hey, over 82 games, you know what? It He's going to be able to slot in. And, and yeah, I guarantee you you'll need him, yeah. you know, because that's not just because just like normal, you know, fatigue, because over 82 games, that's a lot of games for anybody to play. But, you know, their bodies are not going to be acclimated to playing that many games, really. They, well, that's what, too. Two like, short seasons. Joe, it's a, it's a great point because look at what the team did last. Like, First of all, the, the thing about, like, there's a lot of questions in, on the roster, like, yeah, that's true. But there are quite, every team has questions on their roster going into every single season, except yeah. maybe, like, Tampa. And, I mean, that's that's about it. They're about the only questionless team. Like, even even in Vegas this year, they're going into the season with, I mean, who, who are their NHL-level centermen? Like, it's Carlson, and then they've got a bunch, they've got, like, Patrick... Uh, not Sanford. Is it Sanford or the other guy? Chandler oh, Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get him and Curtis Sanford confused. But like, anyway, there's a lot of questions. Every team has questions. The Flyers last year had questions going into the season. Could Patrick and Lindblom provide NHL yeah. level play? And they didn't. Could you know were were Myers, Sanheim, and company ready for increased roles? They weren't. So. Nope. They went out this year. They, you know, like you said, Joe, did Keith Yandel, did they have to get him? No. But did they want Cam York necessarily being the starting, you know, third pair left defenseman for this year? No, probably not. Not after last year. I and they didn't want Sam Moran being his yeah. only, you know, K 
continues to plan. I think they learned the lesson the hard way last year um, about betting on youth so heavily. Yeah, uh, and they went out there this year and they, you know, they rectified some of those mistakes. At least they, they hope they did. Um, and we'll see. And hey, you know what? If Cam York is just flat out better than Keith Yandel. I mean, I remember reading when Yandel signed here. He's like, listen, he's like, I was given no, like, you know, because of his whole Iron Man streak mm-hmm. thing. He's like, I was given no guarantees. I understand, like, you know, where I'm at at this point. So if, if Cam York all of a sudden, you know, halfway through the season is blowing the doors off the AHL, bring him up. I mean, yeah. they, they have the room. So, um, Chuck, just don't forget, you got to get Hart and, and Sandheim signed. Get them both, you know, pen to paper. And then uh, this team's pretty much ready to roll, man. I don't think they're going to make any more moves. Some chatter about maybe JVR going somewhere, but I don't see it at this point. I think um, I think he's here for the for the rest of that contract, um, and we'll see. Anything else, Miguel? Hockey is that's not even almost upon us. That's not true. We're a little what a month and a half away from the from preseason. Yeah, give or take a couple days. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there slowly, my friend. Hey, enjoy this uh, this time of hope and wonder now because. <laughs> Eventually, we will have answers, and there's a chance we might not like like the answers uh, that that we get presented with. But listen, man, um, this is the most excited I've been for a flyer season in a while. I was excited last year, but um, I swear to God, I'll one of these days I'll sit down and pull the audio. But like the first video, the first uh, first video, the first podcast we did last year about a game, I was like, this team like is not playing well. Like we're <laughs> winning, but they're not good, and. Sure enough, that was just a precursor to one of the all-time worst seasons of hockey I've ever witnessed in my yeah. life. So, hey, man, we're at bottom. Can only go up from here. So, <laughs> this season, I think, is either going to be spectacular or it could crash and burn. Either way, we're going to be here through it all. For Matt, for Mike, for myself, have a great day, Philadelphia. Take care.